Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. Hi. Hi. How the heck are you? Uh, fine. I took a shower. Y'all, you also took a shower. <laughs> I did also take a shower. It felt lovely. Mm-hmm. I burned my toes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, the water got, like, ice cold, right? And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm done. Because <laughs> it was, like, freezing, like I was, uh, like rinsing off my face because i washed my face last mm-hmm. and i was like okay well i i okay <laughs> bye <laughs> and then i like hit the thing so it would go toward the drain and not the like through the little spout and not through the shower head mm-hmm. and the hot water is the water is hotter there i don't know why <laughs> weird but it's hotter through the faucet than the shower head and i burned my toes <laughs> burny burn burn I was already cold, so when I got in the water, it was like, I didn't even have it that hot. Like, it was not that hot, but it felt so hot to my skin. Yeah. I went for a walk with my friend Chelsea and her dog, her golden honey. That was fun. And then it was nice to, like, get out and get some air. And then I was feeling good, so I came back, and Stephanie usually does his fitness walk in the evening. So I was like, well, let's do it in the daytime, because I want to go walk somewhere. So I did another two-miler after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> felt nice. good. It was nice. But then I came home, took a shower, and took a nap. And had some food. Had some food, then took a nap. Now I am awake, and here we are. <laughs> Yoga was a bust tonight. I was not happy with it. Yeah, I almost asked if he wanted to do a different one at the beginning, when he was like, "So let's do the tennis ball." And I'm like, "I don't, I don't have a baby or a pet. I have zero balls in this house. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no balls in this house. No balls in this house. It's supposed to be my hose in this house rendition." <laughs> but no balls. I don't even get that reference, so. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's, uh, is it Megan the Stallion or is it Nikki? Oh, I think it might be I, Nikki. I don't know. I think it's Nikki. Hold on. Who's in this house? Skip ad. You have to watch the video to figure out who it is? Oh, it's a wet-ass pussy remake, so it is Nikki. Is that Nikki or is that? That's Cardi. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking one of those two. Definitely Cardi. Yeah. I'll let you say that. I was envisioning Nikki's body with Cardi's face <laughs> in my head. Yeah. They're not the same person. Sorry about that. Anyways, the intro to that song, that was my rendition of that. No balls in this house. There's no balls in this house. We play tennis, so I have one saved for mm-hmm. my myofascial release, and so I just grabbed that one. I usually do it up against the wall. I don't like doing it on the floor. It hurts too much. And I can't, like, manipulate it like I like it to. He's like, yeah, roll around. I'm like, I can't roll around. I'm just stuck here. <laughs> and when he was ha- when we had the ball under our feet and he was like, oh, roll it in and out. I like rolled it to the outside and the ball shot out like 10 feet the other way. <laughs> I like, didn't see that. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> like, Come back here, ball. I've done that with the roller because I do it on my mat. Yeah. And it's like, it's small. So like when we're doing the like upper back, it just kind of like slides out. Yeah. <laughs> Did go to Target today and got a new notes notebook. You? Oh, I guess it was today? yesterday. No, it was yesterday. Sorry. <laughs> I was, was saying, I'm today. like, was that today? That was yesterday. <laughs> Feels like the longest day ever. <laughs> it would have been the longest day ever. Uh, no, definitely yesterday. Yeah. And it's real cute and I like it. It says notes on it. It does say notes on it. And also, uh, it's like a legal pad kind of. It's like, so it folds, like flips up and down so I can write on both sides of it. Yeah, it's a top flip, not a... Yeah. Side. And the sides, like, it's, I can, like, write all the way across. I took lots of notes this week. Nice. I figured I need to get excited about writing my notes, so get a pretty notebook and that'll help. 
Yeah. And it is pretty. It's pink and purple and rose gold foil. Mm-hmm. I like it. So Pitbulls and Parolis started again. Oh, okay. Is that Last still on week. Saturdays? Yes. But because of the time change, it's actually, it's a nine o'clock show, but it's on at 10 here. So also last week was the first episode. And then yesterday was the second. And both of them were two hours. Usually they have a two hour premiere, but this week's was also two hours. (laughs) I'm like, weird. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to watch it, but yes, whatever. That means I'm up until midnight watching this dog show, but whatever. (laughs) So they now have another location (laughs) in Texas. Oh, yeah. Well, there was uh, this property that had a lot of wolf dogs and they couldn't get anyone out there to, like, they heard rumors that, like, 50 plus dogs, right? That's so many. Yes. Uh, the owner or the man who was living there and had the dogs died. So they had to get someone out there to get the dogs. Mm-hmm. So the owner of the property could, like, have it. <laughs> and they couldn't get anyone to do it. And that's how Villalobos started. I mean, it means village of wolves. Okay. (laughs) They started as a wolf rescue, which I mentioned in my episode about it. So she goes out there and they're like catching dogs and, you know, doing all the stuff. And then they catch a group and then like another group shows up down the road and they're like, how many dogs is this? (laughs) Like, there's no possible way to know. It's all overgrown. (laughs) Like, there's just like, you can't set up. Traps. Like, you can put up... I mean, they were using traps. They had to live trap them because How else they're wolf you catch dogs. Them, right? They can't... Yeah, they can't just walk up and put a leash on them. Yeah. Except for the old man. The first one they caught, they uh, the, like, game warden guy or whoever. I don't know. His uniform said it had a sheriff patch on it, but he's not the sheriff. Probably, like, definitely a game warden. Yeah. But he old uh, nicknamed that dog the old man. And it was sad and he was all alone because he's the old one and, like... In wolf dynamics, that means that he's weak and the he's rest gonna are going to get him. <laughs> yeah, so he has to be on his own. Yeah, so they caught him, just put a leash on him. But like you, what are, like you could, they have enclosures, except they've already been there for like a week without food. So they, <laughs> some of them have gone out of the enclosures somehow, whether they chewed through the fences <laughs> or what happened. They're yeah. just like out. You can't fence off the entire property Mm -mm. (laughs) so how did they catch them all they well okay so they didn't catch them all the on the second day the owner of the property showed up and she's like i don't yeah like she was talking to tia she's like i don't know what we're gonna do like she had bought the property while that man was still living on it planning to move her whole family out there and like have like a little compound thing because everyone was out of work for covid and they're like well let's just go go like move and like all chill for a minute yeah and then he died and obviously she couldn't catch the dogs yeah so she couldn't move on to the property with all the dogs there <laughs> they already paid for it but like what are they gonna do right so tia's like well if someone offered to buy the property from you would you be open to that and it's basically like yeah that's kind of the answer to my prayers so tia Bought the property. Oh, shit. So she just bought this house from this person? Not just the house. The whole the land? The whole property. All of the acreage. And all however many dozens of dogs are still out there. Wild. Yeah. She's like, I don't really know what happened. It just kind of came out of my mouth. And I 
I now I own it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those blackout things. And hey, yeah, I now own a house. Yeah, that's cool though. I mean, mm-hmm. so they don't have to worry about trying to like catch all, all those dogs. dogs within a time frame because she asked the guy, the game warden or whatever he is. She's like, so I know the answer to this, but if you couldn't have gotten someone out here, what would have happened? Right. <laughs> he's just like he just like looks at her and she's like, yeah, I know. I know. I know what that means, but I don't want to know. But I was hoping your answer would be different. I hope your answer wouldn't have been, well, it's open season, I guess. Right. Basically, is the only solution at that point. Oh, God. Sad. Yeah. But they're all good now, I guess. Because she just bought the damn property. Mm-hmm. So now they have another location, and they, they're they open to all parolees at Villalobos, the California and... Louisiana and wherever, you know, <laughs> like they're open to everyone. It, they just get mostly men applying because, you know, physical job and you have to work with dogs and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she was talking to Mariah, her daughter, Mariah, M1. <laughs> M1. And she's, yeah. And she's like, yeah, we just, you know, with wolf dogs, they tend to respond better to women than men. So with this location in Texas, she's going to appeal more to the female parolee population and only have the men come in for like the physical like handyman kind of stuff and have only women working with the dogs so that's kind of cool i do like that save the dogs save the lady's house or bought the lady's house (laughs) yeah and appealing to women specific that's super neat Mm -hmm. all in the first two episodes well they like they it was the end of the first day and they still had like I don't know. She estimated over 40 dogs probably left. Oh my god. (laughs) And I'm like, it's like 10.55. Are they going to resolve this in the next five minutes with a commercial break also? Like, what's... And it was like 11.03 and it's still going. I'm like, okay, I guess it's two hours again. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense as to why now, Mm because that's a lot of action, but... Yeah. Cool. Yeah, nothing really exciting happened this week, which was kind of nice (laughs) yeah it got real boring (laughs) for a second it did i'm not even mad about it though ready to put my head down and be normal for a minute yeah i did watch some videos on things that closed in vegas and my all-time favorite buffet wicked spoon in the cosmopolitan is closed for good r.i.p something else will open there i know i mean eventually it'll be in a buffet again (laughs) maybe different buffet (laughs) But it was a cool buffet. I liked it. R.I.P. Look at Spoon. That's all I got for updates this week. It was chill at the office. Should we get started? Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I go first this week, right? I closed last week? Yeah. Okay. First topic, aromatherapy. Hmm. So aromatherapy is a holistic healing treatment that uses natural plant extracts to promote health and well-being. It's sometimes called essential oil therapy. Aromatherapy uses aromatic essential oils to improve the health of the body, mind, and spirit. Yes, some of these have healing properties. However, for me, I use them more for, like, my mind and spirit other than my also, body. Also, disclaimer, we're not advocating the use of aromatherapy to replace actual scientific medicine. No, do not promote that at all. So, you know. My no- my next note actually said, I'm not super convinced on the body part, but hey, each to their own. Mm-hmm. So, if you think that it helps you, do it, be safe. But also, if it's not working, go get some help from your local doctor. Humans have used aromatherapy for thousands of years in the Chinese, Indian, and Egyptian cultures. 
They incorporated aromatic components in resins, balms, and oils used for medical and religious purposes. Essential oil distillation, so like bigger amounts and mass produced, is Mm -hmm. attributed to the Persians in the 10th century, so like the 900s, but obviously may have been around long before then. That was just the first time essential oil distillation in big amounts was recorded. So it takes a lot of product to make a little oil. So it takes about 200 pounds of lavender to make one pound of oil. I mean, it makes sense because you have to squeeze it out of the plant itself. But like, Mm. that's a lot. Uh, Aromatherapy works through the sense of smell and sometimes skin absorption. So ways to partake in aromatherapy. Uh, Diffusers, aromatic spritzers. So like your basic spray bottle. Inhalers, bath salts, body oils, creams, and lotions for topical application. Facial steamers, hot and cold compresses, clay, and clay masks. Not inhalers, like an asthma inhaler where you shoot it straight into your lungs. Um, Some people do do that. That uh, seems bad for you. It depends on, I guess, what it is. Uh, I would not be down to try that. However, I think that's exactly what they were implying when they said inhalers. Really? Not like there was a thing on Shark Tank where it looked like a chapstick, but you just like sniff it? I mean, maybe, but I think that's more of, like, a diffuser. But maybe, like, a Vicks stick or something for your nose. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Diffuser is, like, an oil, dif- like a like a humidifier. Mm, kind of, yeah. But, like, you can also have, like, reed diffusers and things like that, too. Yeah, but you don't stick those in your nose. Well, no, that's true. My opinion, or my take of that was definitely the inhaling portion. However, I don't know why you would want to inhale anything. Yeah. Except for some of these claim to help with asthma and such. So maybe it is an inhaler. I don't know. I don't know. That sounds unsafe. Yeah. I don't necessarily want oil straight into my lungs. Thanks. It's part of the reason I quit puffing on <laughs> vapes. Each essential oil has its own unique inhaling properties. So we're going to go through a few of them. Obviously, one of the most common, I've already mentioned it, lavender essential oil. Super popular. Uh, the scent is said to help people relax and sleep better. Uh, it's supposed to alleviate headaches, and if used topically, it can reduce the itching and swelling from bug bites. Uh, I've also seen places that it can help with minor burns. Um, I don't know that I would be down to put lavender oil on a burn. Yeah, especially Actually, if you have, like, sensitive skin, lavender can be, like, really irritating. Yeah, any of these in their pure form can probably irritate the shit out of your skin. Mm-hmm. The next one is rose. It helps reduce anxiety and its antioxidant properties help prevent acne and improve overall skin complexion. Hence why rose water is so very popular in beauty and skincare. Um, Grapefruit. It's bitter, refreshing scent. Basically is energizing and refreshing. It's also said to have uh, antifungal properties. So take that and do with it what you will. The next one is peppermint. So evidence is shown to relieve IBS symptoms. Uh, also headache and indigestion. Topically, it you'll notice like an immediate cooling effect, which can help with muscle pain, sunburn relief, and itchy skin conditions like poison ivy. Uh, when I was young, my... So going back to the IBS symptoms, when I was a super, super young, small wee babe, I would get, I was so colicky. I would just cry all the time and I'd have like super bad gas. I mean, we're talking like baby, baby here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So my mom would dip the tip of a toothpick in peppermint oil and then dip it in a warm bottle of my water. And then so just enough to like give it a slight peppermint flavor. And then she'd give that to me to drink and most times it would help. So 
I would, I mean, obviously you have the tiniest amount, <laughs> especially mm-hmm. for an infant, but apparently it worked. So there might be some truth to that. Next one, uh, one of my personal favorites, near and dear to my heart, Melaleuca or tea tree oil. Mm. Yeah. Uh, used as an antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, and antiviral. It helps treat eczema, reduction in nickel reactions, and it also treats staph infections and bug bites. It too- Also, lice hate it. Yes. Yes. It too has cooling properties and um, is in a lot of different dandruff shampoos. I had tea tree shampoo when I was a kid, so I didn't want me to get lice. <laughs> I had it because I had dandruff, but maybe that's why I never had lice. Mm-hmm. Next one is lemon essential oil. Antioxidants in lemon oil reduce inflammation. They fight help fight anemia, and it boosts energy levels. It also says that it treats nausea, which makes sense. So when I was on my little catamaran sea taxi thing over in australia back in 2007 there were some people who got very seasick and they took uh lemon probably one to help with the smell and two to help with the nausea Uh, when people were starting to like vomit they took a fork and like shredded like lemon zests up near the vents and so it would like circulate through the cabin um like i said partially one to help mask the smell of people's barf and (laughs) uh two probably to help with that nauseous feeling. My last one, which I thought was kind of interesting, oregano. So it has antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal properties. It is said to have helped treat athlete's foot and bacterial infections. Also psoriasis and warts. Uh, really interesting. One of the, so we share a floor at my work with Lancy Chinese Garden and one of the women there um, was having some tooth pain. So she said that she rubbed some oregano oil around her tooth and that it helped make her feel better. So maybe there is some like sort of truth to that. I mean, it would make sense because it's been treated as medicine. I would personally just pop a Tylenol, but hey, go the unnatural route and take oregano. Uh, one of my, one of my customers back at the beginning of COVID. So like February or March last year, definitely told me and Tim to just like take a spoonful of oregano oil and it'll kill anything in your system (laughs) and I'm like okay yeah (laughs) I don't know about that me either I didn't look into it (laughs) (laughs) but that doesn't sound completely right not completely right uh (laughs) but it is a very like obviously you've had it potent different things but yeah it's very potent and I'm sure that it would send most bacteria running the other direction (laughs) yeah because it sends me running the other direction Uh, (laughs) do you like a little bit of oregano like in a spaghetti but i don't know that i'd be down for putting oregano oil on or in my body but like i said at the beginning each to their own uh if that's your thing cool uh for me it's more about the scent and the feeling i get from that rather than the physical properties but i do take lavender bubble baths and things like that so that's about all I've got as far as aromatherapy. Um, one of my friends has basically joined a at-home retail store, basically. It's called Young Living. And she's super into aromatherapy and things. I thought about buying some scents from her just because I like to have different scents in my house. It's like a candle, but without the fire. So I thought about... I burn the candles. <laughs> I thought about reaching out to her. I do uh, like eucalyptus a lot especially mid, mm. like mid-afternoon when I'm jogging, I do like that. So maybe I'll reach out to her and see where that goes for now. Yeah. Give me my lotions and my candles. <laughs> I have a little like roller bottle in my room. I think it's a roller bottle. 
except the the where the roller is the little like plastic stopper that goes in the bottle mm-hmm. is stuck inside the lid oh no so it's just an open bottle when i have oil when i open it yep <laughs> dang what's it of uh it's some lavender something i got it in a subscription my old boss gave me a bottle of lavender oil him and his wife used to grow lavender and so he gave me a full dropper bottle of lavender oil mm-hmm. i think i ended up throwing like half of it away because it just kept like tipping over everywhere <laughs> in my bathroom yeah. but it was good stuff mm-hmm. what you got you look real excited because <laughs> i don't know usually i know which way you're gonna go i don't know which way you're gonna go okay <laughs> cold pizza Ooh. okay I do like it. It has its place, particularly okay. in the mornings. Exactly. My order goes cold pizza for breakfast, warm pizza when I'm in the mood for pizza, and then reheated pizza is garbage. Just throw it away. <laughs> just, have, just eat it cold. I have found a trick if you throw it in like a cast iron pan and throw it under the broiler, it's much more crispier. It's not even, I just, it's not good reheat. I don't want to reheat it. I'll eat it cold. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do like cold pizza. Yes. It's good. It is good. (laughs) My favorite is the cold pineapples. Mm. Mm Because it just like pops of like juicy pineapple and it's cold with the cheese and the bread. Yeah. Just a little (laughs) bit of marinade flavor. Okay. Anyways. Mm -hmm. So foods like stew, curry, and pizza benefit from spending time in the fridge. Because their aromatic properties add pungency to the dish. So things like onion and garlic and aromats <laughs> things that ben would talk about on sort of <laughs> <laughs> um when you eat something like curry that's hot from the kitchen the flavors and aromas are still distinct and your taste buds are able to differentiate between them but as it cools down the individual flavor compounds begin to meld together and you get a mellower fuller flavor without the harshness that you tasted at the beginning interesting i knew that about like soups and curries i did not know that about pizza but it makes sense Mm-hmm. So basically, pizza dough has fibers that trap water molecules so it doesn't get all wet and soggy when you put it in the fridge. And because the oil and water don't mix, the oil from the cheese can't soak through the pasta sauce because the, the tomato paste is like water. <laughs> it has water in it. Mm-hmm. So it can't soak through that. So it sits on top, and it doesn't get your dough all soggy. soggy. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Genius. Pizza's all sciencey and shit. Cold pizza's so good. I do love cold pizza. Especially with the pineapple, yes. I agree. I don't eat the crusts on cold pizza, though, because by that point, it's probably hard. It's definitely hard. (laughs) (laughs) There is a trick if you're going to, like, microwave it. You're supposed to put, like, a glass with some or some sort of container with some water in it also in there so that it like steams and the crust doesn't get all rock hard interesting but again reheated pizza is the worst it never reheats evenly so like the edges are all hot and the inside's still cold it's like hot pocket yeah but that's why i always put it like on a pan so you heat the bottom so it's like warm from the bottom and then you heat it from the top and then it's evenly I mean, I also do that because I don't have a microwave, so I have to use the 
the <laughs> oven or stove. It's just not as good as cold pizza or I would hot agree. pizza. I would agree. It's definitely always mushier and sometimes more hard. Mm-hmm. I do like a good cold pizza. I remember waking up when I was like young and I wouldn't say young, probably like 13 or 14. My parents would be gone for like the day or whatever, doing whatever they were doing. And our thing was Papa Murphy's pizza. And so we would always mm-hmm. have cowboy pizza and the Hawaiian pizza. And I remember like waking up and being like, I'm so fucking hungry, but mom's not here to cook me breakfast. So I'm just going to eat this cold pizza. And it was always so damn good. I'm like, you yes. know what? Maybe I'm glad mom isn't here to cook me breakfast because now <laughs> I get this pizza. Yeah. We also did the Papa Murphy's. We did not do those. We did maybe just cheese. And then also they have some sort of like, I think they have a chicken Alfredo something. They do. Yes. Yes. I think we th- we did those. I don't know. My mom's favorite pizza was always taco pizza, but I don't think that they do taco pizza at Papa Murphy's because you have to put the lettuce on there and it's take and bake. So yes, they do not do taco pizza at Papa Murphy's. Papa Pete's has a real good taco pizza though. Not a fan of Papa Pete's. Oh God. So good. It's fine. (laughs) So good. You have to like the cracker crust and I'm not a fan. Oh, see ya. I love it. I love it. I know. We've talked about it before. I know. But cold pizza is not going to burn you. You're good. Just eat it. You're not going to get sauce all over your face. I was just going to say. Because it's cold. It's soaked into the bread a little bit. Cheese isn't going to be stringy. Exactly. You're not going to get the string cheese and it's just stick stick to your chin. Chin. That's the worst, too. (laughs) You don't have to worry about all your toppings falling off. Because they're They're all hardening. They're all stuck there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cold pizza. And you can just, like, eat it in your car on the way to work or something. (laughs) You can do that. Yes. I have not ever done that, but you can do that. And I, I like also like it because you can hold it with one hand instead of yeah. two. You don't even have to pour at the bottom. You can just hold the crust and it stays there. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> What's another good cold pizza? I think I just like an olive and cheese cold pizza. That's also really good. My sister's, that olive and cheese was my sister's thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so whenever she would have like leftovers or whatever, she's, my sister doesn't usually eat leftovers. So it would always be up to us to eat hers. <laughs> so I do like the taste of a cold mushroom or not mushroom a cold olive on just a plain cheese pizza Mm -hmm. they do get a little bit soggy and like stretchy stringy but it's also real good so yeah i mean i don't eat meat so it's like plain pizza or some sort of whatever like veggie pizza they have without the mushrooms sometimes add pineapple oh the the question mark on those really is the bell pepper it's like how how big are those chunks of bell pepper? Because I don't want to eat half a bell pepper cold. <laughs> yeah. I like the long strips of bell pepper. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you get those pieces that are, like, clearly the bottom. And it's like just, this like, big. Nobody, nobody knows how to cut those. So it's just, like, an inch wide. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't want, want that. whole piece of bell pepper, thank you. Yeah. If I needed that, I'd want to dip it in some, like, ranch dressing or some shit. Hummus. That, too. Mm-hmm. I never dip my cold pizza, though. No, me either. It's always hot pizza. Mm-hmm. Same. It's just not the... I don't know why. Because it doesn't need to be dipped. It's just good as it well, is. Well, neither does hot pizza. <sighs> Except for... It does, so... Hot pizza needs... Why does hot pizza need to be dipped and not cold pizza, though? Because, like... That's what I'm saying. I don't know why I don't. <laughs> I don't know either. But for me, like... Maybe it has something to do with, like, the melding of the flavors or something. Like, the ranch just brings it all together, whereas the cold pizza, like, already just 
it's just there and already flavorful. I don't know. Yeah. I mostly only dip my pizza crust anyway, so that's the part I don't eat when it's cold. Because <laughs> it's hard. Mm-hmm. All the memories of cold pizza. So good. It's also just like a really good drunk hangover food. There's been multiple times where I've ordered pizza at like 2 or 3 a.m. And then I'll forget that I ordered it the next morning and I'll open up the fridge and there'll be pizza in there. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, this is like a gift from the heavens. <laughs> yeah. Mal. Thanks. Like three past me. <laughs> right? Good job, drunk self. <laughs> my turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think we've talked about this one before, but maybe we okay. have. We have not been filling out the... No, and we should go back and do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> I was going to say, we could just, like, take an hour one day and just, like, go through our notes and, like, fill out the spreadsheet. It wouldn't even take an hour, I don't think. Absolutely not. <laughs> take, like, ten minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> uh, Scratchets, does that sound familiar to you? We have not talked about it because I have thought about talking about it. <laughs> okay. Well, we're talking about it this week. Okay. So, Scratchets uh, are officially known as Scratch Cards. Okay. I was going to say, we're talking about Scratchers, right? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. So, the official name is Scratch Cards, but they can also be known as a Scratch Off, a Scratch Ticket, a Scratcher, a Scratch Um, a Scratchy, <laughs> a Scritchy, a Scratch It, a Scratch Game, just a Scratch, a Scratch and Win Instant Game. Or instant lottery. Okay, I want to be at the gas station behind the person who calls it a scritchy. Same. <laughs> I was like, that's <laughs> not even know. the same as a scratch. I, it's a scratch, I don't know. a scratch. I don't know who that person is, but I want to be there when they say it. <laughs> I like this scratchum because it's spelled S-C-R-A-T-C-H-U-M. Scratchum. Yeah, that one did make me laugh, and then you said scritchy or whatever. <laughs> I'm yes. like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, that too, I was like, somebody actually calls it that. All right. <laughs> yeah. You know that person's old. Oh, yeah. Let's go get some scritchies, honey. What's a scritchy, Grandma? You know, the things you scratch and win money. Oh, a scratch card. Well, you would know what that was. <laughs> if your grandmother said that, you would know. Maybe. Maybe not the first time she said it. I wouldn't know what a scritchy is. Um, so, scratch cards are made from paper. So, it's a paper-based card, and it has hidden information printed on it. And the hidden information is covered by an opaque substance, which is usually some sort of latex combination. So if you're allergic to latex, maybe don't use scratches. Simple scratch cards require the player to scratch three or more areas hiding numbers or symbols. If all three numbers or symbols are the same, a prize has been won. So just like it sounds, instant win. More complicated scratch cards have multiple ways to win on one card. So like there are crossword scratches. So if you... Those are my favorite, the crossword ones. The I like the crosswords and the bingos. Yes, those are the, my two go-tos. Same. I do like those. Uh, so basically, you can find, like, three words, four words, five words, six words, seven words, I think eight words or ten words or whatever it is wins the mega prize. So multiple ways to win. Some places, uh, I think Oregon and Washington, I'm not sure about Arizona, both have these. Um, but they're called second chance. Mm-hmm. So you enter your code in to the online gaming system and if nobody wins the mega prize you're entered into that lottery and they pick one of the second chance winners and you can win that way didn't know that uh learned that today so that's pretty cool i have the arizona players club app because i buy tickets a couple times a month maybe okay i should buy them more often than i do i do enjoy them well you can also at least on i mean ours is for arizona so i'm sure you have some similar app yeah, but it's probably can, just called, like, um, Oregon Lottery or something. Yeah. But you can check, you can enter it for, like, your player 
points and it's like 10 points for every dollar or whatever and then you can enter for like drawings and stuff but also you can check the ticket if you aren't sure if you won or not you can just like double check and see like hey you won five bucks or whatever yeah that's cool i know they have like those machines at the stores i just didn't know it's just easier to do it on your phone so you don't have to take it to the store right especially now when we live in covid times so the first patented scratch it was patented in 1987 by AstroMed Incorporated from West Warwick, Rhode Island. However, the Scratch-It history started long before that. The first Scratch-It was created by John Corza to put in newspapers for consumers to win money, food, or prizes. Coza? Did I say Coza? Corza? It's John Coza. John Coza. <laughs> did I say Coza or Corza? I think you said Corza. Okay. So, John Coza. Sorry about that. So, Koza was a computer scientist who partnered with former co-worker Dan Bauer, a retail promoter, to help sell his idea for Scratch-Its. In 1973, they started the Scientific Games Corp. Sorry, Scientific Games Corporation out of Atlanta, Georgia. Company still around today and is the biggest producer of Scratch-Its across North America. John and Dan looked for a guinea pig and found it with the Massachusetts Gaming and Lotto Commission. The state ordered 25 million cards for the state lottery... And thus, the first big instant scratch and win game was born. In 1985, California ordered 700 million scratchets. And that was two years before it was patented by AstroMed, which is interesting that Scientific Gaming Corporation did not patent it, considering it was started by John Coza, who created the damn thing. Coza retired in 87, the year it was patented. Uh, my guess is because it was patented by somebody else. He said, fuck it. I'm retiring. <laughs> Just a guess. I don't know about that. Uh, but according to the timeline, it looks about right. So every state has scratch offs, uh, except for Alabama, Alaska, Hawaii, North Dakota, Utah, and Wyoming. You know, Alabama was one of my guesses for the state that said scratchers. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out not that one. Yeah. So they usually come in one, two, five. and $20 increments. Uh, I have seen $3 ones. Those are a little bit more rare, I think. But one, two, five, ten, 10, and 20 is basically the max. Obviously, the bigger the buy-in, the bigger the reward. I think the biggest I've won was like 150 bucks. Yeah. Also, if you win, the least amount you can win on a card is however much you spent on it. So if you buy a five, you'll never win less than five. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So you always, if you, you won't always make your money back. But you'll never win less than you spent. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's about all I've got. Uh, my parents used to play scratchets uh, when I was young. We would go up to Drew's and sit in the parking lot and they would let me scratch it. And <laughs> most times. Illegal. <laughs> illegal as shit. Uh, but it was the 90s. Who cared? <laughs> Everyone let their kids do that. Right. <laughs> um, and more often than not that I would win. So they'd go in, buy more, come back out. There, we would, there was times we'd spend like an hour up there just like playing scratches that was super jacob used to work at the gas station uh like overnights Mm -hmm. and i would this i would we were like 19 at that point but he worked overnights and i would like go hang out with him until like four in the morning and then go home before the shift ended and someone else like you know the next person came in and was like hey you weren't working you had someone here all night but like what was I going to do? Sleep? Right. <laughs> but one time I was there and I had like two bucks in my pocket for some reason. I'm like, yeah, I'll just get a scratch it or whatever. And then I won like my two bucks back. 
and then I got a different one, and I won my two boxes back again, and then I got <laughs> another one, and I didn't win, but I was like, hey, I won twice. Right? It's got to account for something. That was a good run. I should have used that luck energy for something else. <laughs> Why did I use it here? Right? Yeah, they're fun. Pretty simple, easy to use. Pretty inexpensive if you're not doing it on a regular basis or addicted to gambling. Yes. Be careful. <laughs> know the signs. Don't buy scratchers if you're if you know that you have that tendency. Yes. Don't let yourself get addicted to them because they are fun. Yeah, that's basically it. I got some scratches in my Christmas stocking. They're that's good gifts. The best. It I is. love getting them in my stocking. Uh one year I came out here for Christmas. It was not a year that I lived here, but uh the Jays got us each like a scratcher and then they scratched them before they put them in the stocking and I'm like, so it wasn't a gift then. It was That's a losing. So it was weird. a losing scratcher that you put in our stocking because it didn't win. It wasn't a gift. <laughs> like if it had won three hundred bucks or whatever, which is not a, a prize amount, but <laughs> if it had like won, if you hit the fucking fifty thousand, you wouldn't have put that in our stocking. They scratched it before they put it in your stocking. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. Yeah, the whole point is for the person to scratch it themselves. Exactly, and I am of the camp. That if you buy one, if you buy a ticket and you give it to someone else, that is a gift. You are not entitled to the money if it wins. Oh, same. <laughs> same. Like, that's weird. No. I mean, because, you know, there are the people. You know that there are the people who are like, oh, well. If I, you win. I, if you win. Yeah. I, I paid for that. So I get half. It's like, hmm. Not exactly. No. <laughs> not really the way it works. Prove that you paid for it. Right. <laughs> Take me to court. <laughs> I promise you this $25,000 is going to be blown on court fees. So, yeah. Good luck getting it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, bingos and crosswords are my favorite. Yes, I do like those. I don't like the instant wins because it feels like I wasted my three bucks or whatever. Right. Like the- <laughs> I'm like, if I do the bingo and there's like 10 different bingo boards to scratch off on one card, then I did something. <laughs> right. It's more like a game that way. Yeah. Not so much a, oh, I'm done already. Yeah. It elongates it. Yeah. I got one of the, I didn't realize that it was an an instant win. I just, I was like, oh, Christmas one. I'll get a Christmas one. And then it was an instant win. I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. That does suck. (laughs) Now I want to go to the store and get some scratches. You got to do that before. I almost did that this morning. And then I slept in. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of lottery and things, Powerball and Mega Millions are both uh massive numbers so i may or may not buy a ticket mm-hmm. for both before the next drawing yeah do i pick yeah. my own balls I do or do i let them pick them for me that's up to you i never pick them myself because like what would i pick yeah <laughs> i have no idea i don't i i don't know just print one out i don't care <laughs> give me it's the not like one. my chances are any better if i do it myself right do you remember Back in like the 90s and maybe early 2000s, the places that would sell the tickets <laughs> would have like a little TV up above the counter somewhere and it would have like the, the like a, a lottery thing and it would have like the ball bouncing back and forth, like hitting all the numbers. For yes, the and it said Powerball. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think it was a blue screen. How do they do the Powerball now? Because also, it used to be, like, a segment on the news that would hit the button and the little balls would shoot up and then... 
I think how do they do it now? Just like a drawing, and they just post is it, it on not the televised anymore? <laughs> I don't think so. Let me look. Powerball, oh, rude. Because I've bought a Mega Millions ticket a couple times recently, but I I just wait for the day and then check it. Mega Millions drawings are Tuesdays and Fridays if you are interested, but it's like eleven p.m. Yeah, it does not say. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that it would still be on the news. Oh, no. I <laughs> definitely don't think so. In this economy? Right. Come on. Let's <laughs> be real. Sorry, I'm looking at all the ways to win Powerball now. <laughs> yeah, I figured. <laughs> I get the... Just, like, the $3 Mega Millions, by the way. The $3 one? Yeah. Well, you can get, like, boosts or whatever, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. That's what I was just looking at. <laughs> yeah. If you, you win, can pay like an extra dollar for like two times something. I'm like two times what? Two times the money? What does that mean? Yeah. So that's what I was just looking at. Yeah, because if someone, if I win all of it, if I get all the numbers, I don't get double the money because that's all the money there is. Yeah. So if you get all the numbers, you get one million, and if you buy like the extra ball or the extra like power ups. It, like, turns it into, like, whatever that is. If you get all the balls in the, then the, the like, Powerball or Mega Million number, you just, like, win the grand prize, whatever it is. So it really only matters if you're winning, like, four or less balls. hmm So, like... And everyone else, everyone else who wins also wins that much. Yeah. Weird. I would like to note that I have never won the, like, that kind of lottery. I win on Scratchers, but... Never the drawings. Same. I'm always a scratcher winner. Mm-hmm. I've never won on any sort of mass drawing. I think my mom did once. Oh. Not much, obviously. We're not millionaires. <laughs> I fucking wish. No, I think she won like a couple hundred, but... That's cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Wins a win. Yeah. More than I've won. Because <laughs> you can get like one ball and the like the mega ball or whatever mm-hmm. the like extra number is and that's however much money 100 bucks or whatever but if you win like two of the regular ones that's still nothing i'm like well i got two <laughs> right i got two it's that stupid last mega or power ball yeah i've never gotten more than one number <laughs> i've never gotten one and the the and the extra ball to get anything. For some reason, I just have this, like, feeling that the next, like, winner is going to be, like, number 16. Like, the Powerball number. I don't know why. We'll see how accurate this is later. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, I had an itchy hair on my arm. <laughs> okay. This is also not something that we've talked about, but feels like something we should have talked about. Okay. Dutch Brothers. Oh my god. Wait. Didn't I talk about them? No. Did not? Mm-mm. Oh. I think we just talked about coffee. I talked about Dutch, Starbucks, and Duncan in the first episode when I talked about coffee. Yes. I was like, but maybe it's not just talked about talk Dutch about Brothers. Coffee. Yep. So Dutch Brothers. Dutch Brothers. <laughs> or, as Travis says it, Dutch Bros. It is officially canon Dutch Bros. So, Dutch Brothers. I still, I can't not say Brothers. <laughs> right? That's what it's short for. It's Brothers. <laughs> Was founded uh, February 12th, 1992 in Grants Pass, Oregon, which is like half an hour from where I grew up. 
I didn't know what Dutch was until you were like, oh my God, we have to find a Dutch. I was like, what? <laughs> I think it was when we came to Portland one time. Or maybe you talked about it and then we finally, they finally opened one up in Kelso or something and then I went. It's like, okay. It must have been that because I think they had Dutch before I moved out. Okay. <laughs> well, I think it was probably that one in Kelso that. But I remember you talking about it and being like, oh yeah. Absolutely. And then I fell in love Do with it, know? and now the rest is history. Yeah, it was the worst. We moved away, and they didn't have them in Washington, or at least not where we were yet. They had them in Spokane at that point already, but not on our side. <laughs> it was founded by brothers Dane and Travis Borsma. Borsma. I heard him say it. It's Borsma. And they originally were just selling coffee from push carts. Okay. So like a true, like... Street vendor. Espresso yes, vendor. absolutely. <laughs> it had the little wheels, and they just had, like, an espresso machine on it. Adorable. <laughs> uh, so from their website, after three generations in the dairy business, the brothers decided to use changes in the industry as motivation to branch out and try something new. The brothers bought a double-head espresso machine, cranked up the stereo, threw open the barn doors, and started experimenting with 100 pounds of beans. I did not hear Travis say anything about starting out in the barn. He did talk about the push carts. And I saw pictures of that. So I know that part is right. (laughs) (laughs) And I assume that the barn part is also right because that's on their website. But nobody talked about that. (laughs) It would make sense because like all of their little buildings are like little huts with blue like barn roof looking things. That might just be a design. But I mean, their their cup has like. It has the windmill on it. Yeah. For like Dutch. (laughs) <laughs> but it also like reminds me very much of like farmy barney so well that's also because they were farmers yeah exactly that's what i mean is like it would make sense that it, they came that they started in the barn yeah i'm not saying that that doesn't make sense i'm just saying he didn't <laughs> mention that specifically when i saw him today in 2018 was the information on this they had over 300 stands in seven states Damn. Mm-hmm. Those states are. It's all West Coast, so Oregon, Washington, California. No. Yes, they do have them in California, because I've been there. <laughs> Oregon, Washington, California, Idaho, Colorado, Arizona. Nevada makes sense, but I don't know where the hell in Nevada they are. Right? I saw him. He read the list. Maybe he said Wyoming? I don't know. That's way out in BFE. Are they in Montana? Well, I mean, it's next to Colorado. Yeah, that's true. I cannot remember if it was... When I was in Denver, all I saw was caribou. I know that they have them there because Taylor did go there when she lived in Colorado. <laughs> that's right. I do remember <laughs> her being Dutch Mafia for a while. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of community outreach and things. Their company mantra is make a difference one cup at a time. And they do that through their Dutch Bros Foundation. Their points of focus are youth, and they donate (laughs) to programs that offer resources for opportunities in health, education, and social development, because they want the kids in their communities to be able to contribute and do whatever they want in life and not be, you know, stuck somewhere because of circumstance. Health. They support programs 
projects, and outlets that provide opportunities for exercise, mental health, research, family support services, and emergency needs, and origins. And they want to better the overall quality of life of those growing, harvesting, and living around the farms that they source their beans from. And they invest in programs supporting education, health, family stability, and the coffee community overall well-being that's cool yeah that's like a a super diverse like ways to reach out to like different groups yeah they really want to focus on bettering the communities that they're in the only way for someone to open a franchise is if they already work for the company so you you can't just be like oh i'm gonna open this yeah like some you know big shot who just has money and they're like well we're gonna do this and you know like do whatever like you have to have started from the bottom like be like basically like Dutch part culture. of the community and understand what it's about yeah yeah that's cool i like that mm-hmm. so they have they do at this point according to their website uh four not programs but campaigns a year so in october they do the be aware campaign in which they donate proceeds they pick one day in october to donate proceeds from every drink sold to breast cancer research Aww. buck for kids is in september again they pick one day in september to one dollar from every drink sold goes to local youth focused organizations dutch love is in on valentine's day one dollar from every drink sold Goes to local organization that helps fight food insecurity, which is cool. Yeah. So the last one, definitely the one closest to home, is Drink One for Dane, which you know of. Yes. (laughs) Anyone who uh, goes to Dutch knows about this. You'll remember I mentioned the founders are Dane and Travis Borsma. In 2005, Dane was diagnosed with ALS, or Lou Gehrig's disease, or whatever you want to call it. They call it ALS. (laughs) In 2017, they started a program, I guess, in which the proceeds, they pick a day in May. That one takes place in May. And the proceeds go to, from all of their locations, go to the Muscular Dystrophy Association, which is the leading nonprofit in ALS research and services. So not only is it the science side, but also it helps the families who are dealing with that. In 2009, Dane lost his battle with ALS at the age of 55. So two years after they started the Drink One for Dane, they lost Dane, which is sad. That is sad. But since the, obviously they still do Drink One for Dane Day, and they, this last year, they, because of Corona, they offered an online option and you could buy a custom like sticker and mug pack, I think it was, and the proceeds from that were also donated. And since they started that in 2007, they raised more than $8.4 million for ALS research. That is a lot of money. Yeah. last This last year, in 2020, they raised like $1.39 million. Damn. That's like an eighth of what they've made overall mm-hmm. in one year. That's in pretty 14 cool. years. Yep. In 2017... They were on the Forbes Small Giants America's Best Small Companies list. And in 2013, they were 
on season five, episode eight of Undercover Boss. Oh. Do you know what my research was this week? No. <laughs> Watching Undercover Boss. Yeah. Hulu. So I watched that episode today. Heck yeah. That's like the best research. Yeah. So I don't watch Undercover Boss. I watched it when it first came out. We watched it and I was like, yeah, I got the point. <laughs> I'm good. But I did watch this episode. So Travis, obviously, is the boss mm-hmm. who goes undercover. Uh, he talks about some stuff. He talks about how they grew up on the farm and they were, you know, wanted to try something new. <laughs> so so they did all that. And then he talks about Dane a little bit and it's real sad. <laughs> yeah. Dry eyes get misty. House, I cried a little bit. <laughs> Their house is massive. I don't I mean, doubt that. Granted, it's in small town Oregon, but like, it's huge. Is it still near where they started? Yeah, they're in Grants Pass. Okay. You should, it, the episode is definitely worth a watch. Okay. It doesn't sound like he's from Grants Pass. He sounds like a California surf bro. <laughs> great. He's great. What did, did he say? He didn't say nerdalicious. He might have said nerdalicious, though. He had to get all nerded up because it's such a small company that he didn't want anyone to recognize him. Yeah. But he wanted to see how things were going, like, at every step. So he begins, he does his little transformation. That's like a retainer from his <laughs> dentist to disguise the way he talks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he went in. But he takes a little plane down to El Salvador, which is where they source their beans from. So he gets there, he meets Alberto, who is the, he runs the farm that they get their beans from. He's great. (laughs) He makes uh, Travis, his name is Sam, when he's undercover. He makes him do all the physical stuff and he has to like dig holes to plant new things and he has to cut all the things. (laughs) The guy's like doing his little interview and he's like, I test them on three jobs and if they can't get it by the third job then they're out <laughs> and i'm like you do not mess around alberto but he they connect and it's really nice and they're like talking while they're working actually travis is the only one working alberto's just watching <laughs> but he has to judge if he can do the job or not yeah but they're like talking and he's like oh do you live around here and alberto's like yeah i live in the house I, I live here this is where i live right <laughs> this, this is my, is my house. home <laughs> yeah this is, i live in the house so they're talking about the families and stuff, and Alberto has two boys who, one of them works on the farm, the other one had polio and lost a leg, so he cannot work on the farm. So Travis is, you know, connecting about that because he lost Dane. <laughs> so, you know, they're just talking, and then in the most Dutch Brothers move he could possibly make, he blows his cover immediately <laughs> to pay for the college for the one who can't work on the farm, and to give them a trip to America because they don't take... Alberto said he's worked there for 22 years and he's never missed a day. So he's giving them a little American vacation because they've never been to America. Mm. Yeah, it's real nice. That's super cool. (laughs) And I'm like, of of course he blows his cover immediately. (laughs) Right. They love giving away stuff, dude. (laughs) Dude, I know. I have had baristas... Sorry, broistas. He calls them broistas. He mentions that specifically at the beginning of the episode. He's like, our baristas, I call them broistas because we're a family and it's Dutch bros. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I got the pun. We know. <laughs> yeah. They are, though. They're always giving away free drinks, always giving away they free do. swag. I have had 
multiple people give me a drink because they thought I looked sad. And they're like, oh, no, it's on us. And I'm like, cool, thanks. Thanks. Not sad. Just my resting bitch face. But hey, I'll take it. Oh, I mean, sometimes I am sad. But well, I know. <laughs> but like. So he then goes or he comes back to America. They do the roaster part. But he physically cannot walk into the building because even in his disguise, he's he worked like that's. That's his home. He works with those people. He can't go in there. They'll know it's him. So he has to hire or he brings in a franchisee from somewhere else to go undercover for him <laughs> at the roaster. And then he goes to a location in, or he goes to two actual physical stores, like the shops, one here in Gilbert, and then one in Idaho. And I'm like, yeah, there's no way he could have gone to any North, like any... Washington, Oregon location. I mean, maybe Washington, but definitely not the Rogue Valley. If he no. got far enough away north... He might have been able to pull it off, but <laughs> everyone would have known who he was. <laughs> yeah, it's just nice. How did Idaho go? Um, they were, I mean, th- there was no catastrophic event that he was like, oh my god, we have to change everything. <laughs> like, good. It's Dutch Bros. <laughs> like, you know how it's going to go. Right. <laughs> there was just... one issue with the, or a couple issues at the roaster. I mean, I don't know if you want me to spoil the whole episode for you, because do you know how Undercover Boss works? Um, kind of, basically, they go in as, like, an employee, Undercover. right, basically, like, or, like, an inspector like or something. Yeah. yeah. To, like, see how their companies run from the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then at the end, they are, um, allowed to dole out, like, they can choose a couple people to give money to. Oh. For whatever reason. So, the guy that they were talking to at the roaster, um... He loves, like, racing motorcycles, and uh, Travis is, like, in the RV watching all of it, and he's like, yeah, the one thing I know about him is he always, he loves two wheels. (laughs) He always (laughs) wants to be on a bike, but he had to stop racing because, like, you know, it's expensive, and he was taking care of his sister and stuff. Something, I don't know, something happened, and, like, their parents left, and it was basically just the two of them, so he's been taking care of his sister. She's, like, an adult, but still, he's looking out for her. And then there were some, like, issues with the... The Roastmaster was, like, being a dick, and there was some stuff with the conveyor, and they had to, like, something happened, and they had to, like, sit on the floor or something, because <laughs> the something happened with the conveyor, and they couldn't get a new conveyor, so, like, they had to do it all themselves. Oh, God. Yeah. But, so he, so at the end, he picks, like, he talks to him, and then the two women that he worked with at the store locations, because he's already done his stuff in El Salvador. Mm-hmm. He did that day one, he blew his cover, and he was like, hey, I'm going to give you this much money. Take so a trip. You, can, you know. Well, so he said the trip thing first, and he's like, I'm also going to, he asked about the college and how much it would cost, and he's like, I'm going to give you the money so that you can send your kid to college and you don't have to worry about it. Oh. Did you miss that part when I said it the first time? Yes. My computer screen is frozen <laughs> twice while you've been talking. Oh, well, yes. Uh, Yeah. He gave them the money so that they could pay for the college because he obviously he can't work on the farm. He only has, I mean, he has a prosthetic, but yeah, he can't, he still can't do it. It's too physical. So he did all that. And then he uh, talked to, he was talking to the guy and he's like, I'm going to give you, you know, the 10,000. I think that I don't know how much they're allowed to give because I'm pretty sure that it's supposed to be 10,000. Like they have 10,000. They can decide to give it to whoever they want. Mm hmm. (laughs) <laughs> either he's paid out of his own pocket or the 10000 is a lie. <laughs> but he's like, I'm going to, you know, give you the 10000 because I know you love bikes and you can, you know, put that towards going to, like, bike 
mechanic school or, you know, whatever you want to do that'll, like, get you into wherever you want to be. Like, obviously, I don't expect you to be here forever. <laughs> you yeah. Have motorcycles. I want to help you get there. And also, what does your sister need? So he's like, she probably just, you know, would like to have her own place because she's living with me. He's like, okay, I'm also going to give her $10,000 so she can do whatever she needs to do. <laughs> Damn. That's way yeah. cool. Yeah. So that was real nice. And then he gets to the woman here in Gilbert who uh, her like one dream was she's actually from Oregon, but she moved down here and she like there was some family stuff like her grandfather died and her mother was in prison or whatever. And her one dream was to just like own her own franchise. Like she's worked her way up. She became a manager and like, you know, she loves working there and she just wants to have something that's her own. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to give you 50000 to put towards your own franchise and i'm like that's so nice that's also way more than ten thousand. yeah that's <laughs> at this way point cool, we're at like eighty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, amazing yeah and then the woman in idaho um she obviously she works at dutch but also she really believes in like the like she wants to start a community garden mm-hmm. to help fight like you know food insecurity and all that and also she has two kids and it's just her and her son has down syndrome so, like, he goes, before she, like, when they're still at the store, he's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to see your garden someday, because they were talking about that. And so he, like, goes over there and meets her kids and stuff, as Sam, <laughs> in his little glasses and retainer. But he, you know, he's talking to her, and he's like, I'm going to start a, a fund that we can use to put towards causes that you guys believe in, because you're the people who do all the work. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know. What's important to you guys so, is important to me. Yeah. Yeah, so he was going to start, I couldn't find any information other than the Dutch Brothers Foundation, but he, uh, you know, he said, we're going to start that fund, and I want you to be the first person to, like, designate money from that, mm-hmm. and also I'm going to give you the money so that you can start your garden and do all that stuff. I'm like, oh, that's nice. That is so wholesome. Good job, yeah. Dutch. Yeah. I mean, good job, Travis, but yes. Yes, but, like. Yeah. Dutch is but a whole, that's I think. why we, yeah, that's why we like Dutch, because they, you know. They care. I mean, Duncan is fine, it's cheaper, whatever, but, like, they don't seem to stand for something, <laughs> necessarily. Dutch, yes, Dutch is very, uh... Community-focused. Yeah. Those be the words I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> that's way cool. Also, I stopped at Dutch on my way home today, mm-hmm. and I talked to the barista, for a minute while I was waiting for my drink and I told her that we have a podcast and she said she would check it out. So what's up if you're listening? Ayo. I don't know her name because they don't <laughs> wear name tags. Uh, did you try their oat milk? Uh, that is what I got, the oat milk kicker. What do you think? Um, It was good. It's not as sweet as a kicker. <laughs> yeah. Really, it, mine was very coffee forward, but yeah, it was good. Yeah. I kind of like that sometimes though. Sometimes it's just too sweet. Yeah, I mean, they only put one ounce of flavoring in, so that's fine. But I think the hot drinks are sweeter normally than the cold drinks. The sugar melts a little more, I think. Or that sugar substitute the, or whatever they use. Yeah, that and the cold drinks are bigger. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. A large cold drink is much larger than a large hot drink. Yes. Well, they've always done that because they don't want to rip you off. Because you're paying the same price or whatever mm-hmm. the price is, but you get less Coffee drink because, of the, because of the ice. So to offset that, they just give you a, the next size up. Big ass cup. For your ice. Yeah. Well, they recently, that's a more recent addition, 
is the like 32 ounce cup or whatever because if you got a large they only had the large cups <laughs> no, it's an extra large cup for a large price giant cups yeah oh dutch how i love thee yes always the best i mean i grew up with it <laughs> like they're all over the place in medford they use chocolate milk for their milk right they're for the mochas, like mochas yes. yes yeah instead of regular stuff with chocolate it's how it gets so velvety yeah i mean unless you get a milk substitute but if you get a regular dairy mocha they use chocolate milk so good mm-hmm. yes what's your favorite the kicker yeah the kicker is my favorite they also have things like a Snickers, or <laughs> they have many, many, many flavors. But also, yeah, when I was growing up, it was like, ooh, I'm going to order something like secret menu. So you would order a Snickers or a Milky Way or <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> the cold blended ones? No, not necessarily. No? No. Like hot coffee? <laughs> That's just, yeah. Oh. You, they do that in all of the flavors and all the That's true, styles. I suppose. Anytime I get something like crazy like that, it's usually in a Frappuccino style or blended style. Yeah. I'm not a fan of blended. There's I like it sometimes. A, a freeze. I do like theirs. I don't. It's my least favorite of all the blendeds. I like it because it's like a little icy. Yeah, I hate that. It hurts my tongue. Oh. You get abrasions from the ice. <laughs> that is true. Because it's a little crushed ice instead of like actual blended. I was there yesterday and I was thinking about getting like a dark chocolate mocha with cherry. Mm-hmm. But I just decided to get the oat milk kicker because I wanted to try their oat milk and I know that I like the kicker. So, yeah. The kicker is Irish cream, by the way. <laughs> they have names for all of them. It's Irish cream. Is the Annihilator the coconut one? Annihilator is mm, macadamia. That's it. I think it might just be macadamia and chocolate. I think an Almond Joy would be coconut macadamia coconut. chocolate. I like that one I know too. they. I know they make an Almond Joy. I don't know exactly what's in it. Not all of the flavors translate exactly. Their s'mores has macadamia in it for whatever reason. Interesting. I don't know what flavor that's replacing because it's like, I think it's chocolate, macadamia, and brown sugar cinnamon. Maybe it gives it the marshmallow flavor. Maybe. You would think they just do vanilla. Marshmallow or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird. I did get their s'mores cold beer and that was good. Yes, I do like the s'mores. Had that over the summer. They also have a kicker cold beer now. They've had, they can, (laughs) I know, but like, I didn't like know that they were like specialized in like their cold brews. Like their cold brews are pretty like, this one was like a nitro and it was like a special on their tap. Like it said, like it just came out of the tap. They didn't do anything to it. It just came out of the tap and straight to my hand. I was like, that's weird. (laughs) I don't do the nitro. I just get whatever they have in the can with a flavor in it. I do like their like basic cold brew though. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. Starbucks's is a little too strong for me. Um, I do get Starbucks Nitro. That's real good. I like it. Yeah. I don't like the Starbucks Nitro at all. In fact, that's one thing I dislike on their menu, but I do like it from Dutch. Why don't you like it? It's too... It just goes flat so easily. Like, it's too velvety. It freaks me out. I don't... There's just something about it that I don't like, but I'll drink it most other places. <laughs> it's the only place I've gotten it. I like it just fine. I always get shocked on their lids really the sip they have the starbucks sip lid i texted jacob about it once i'm like hey why do your lids always shock me that's so weird have you never had that never he said a lot of people have that problem weird yeah Yeah. never had that happen i like the sip lids but it shocks me every time (laughs) i do like the sip lids Mm -hmm. 
I like that they made the cold one now. I've gone strawless, mostly. Yeah. That's one thing about Dutch. They always, they're always like, you want a straw? I'm like, no, I don't actually. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I told them that I didn't want a straw once uh, because I had my own straw and then they drew a turtle on the lid. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. I'm like, also, well, also the other animals, but yes, turtles. <laughs> Those two. <laughs> I just got really warm all of a sudden. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Write and review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast. This year, I think we're going to try to grow the show some more. Maybe get on Spotify or something. Some other platforms. Tell your friends. Check us out. Yeah. Ooh, we do have five ratings. Full disclosure, one of them is me. (laughs) (laughs) I did give us five stars. I love it. But we did have four before that. Because we have two comments. We have me. We have Kelsey. I don't know who this fifth star is that didn't leave a review. I don't really care. Thanks for the five stars. Right? Whoever you are. Shout out to you. And also my barista at Dutch Brothers. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything else to add? I do not. (laughs) We will see you next week. Ah.